Hello, nerds. Welcome to the Superhero Hour Hour. I am your host for the evening, Taylor. This is the only show on the internet where we talk about every live-action television show based on a comic book or comic book property. Uh, my regular uh, knuckleheads, my my chuckle bonkers, if you will, my check cashiers, my lovely little boys, my golden little men, my kings of the studio are gone this week. So uh, it's just a solo show. Got no one else here. It's just me talking into a microphone for upwards of an hour. It, look at however long the rest of this episode is. And it's just going to be me. It's just going to be me talking to you. Having Oh, shit. Oh. Hello? Hi. I was told to come in here and to stop you from doing whatever you're doing. Oh, my God. Guys. I was uh, also told to just prevent oh. you from hogging the microphone. Oh, thank God. Guys, the unnatural 20s are here. And they're here to save me because I did not want to do the rest of the show like that. <laughs> that I, you were on a roll. I kind of felt bad interrupting. Oh, that was going to be bad for me. You uh, know, I had to come through the door really loudly. So, so that person jumping in loudly is Caitlin. Hi, I'm Caitlin. That's her. Uh, that other person who's stomping on through is McKenna. Hey, it's McKenna, a.k.a. Books. Mm, I'm, I'm not going to call you that. And also, <laughs> well, it's <that>. Cassie. <laughs> hey, guys. Yeah, I just want to say uh, keep all that other little like nickname shit to your other show. Oh, all right? okay. Which I'm is The Unnatural here. 20s, which, which you can find on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any yeah. of the other places that you get podcasts. Here I'm just McKenna. I feel like I need an alter identity. Just yeah, I don't know how to talk through. to you. Now. What's your well, like? What alter ego? You need like an alter ego for yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Like, if I'm not going to be books, I have to be the opposite of books. Okay. Books are stupid. Words fuck them. Oh so shit! Just, you need oh, to be dang. like what are the opposite of books? I know. Um, um, like skateboards. A, oh, that's you know what? Tech Tech McKenna over here. Tech Tech. Tech Tech. I'm not Mac. coordinated to ride an actual skateboard, so I'm just gonna go with the little fingerboards. <laughs> I think that's what everyone who like was around like like 13 to 16 and was like I'm gonna get into skateboards they just oh, really yeah. wanted to be like good at tech decks yeah and they would own an actual skateboard but like no one could ever you just carry it, it around mm-hmm. it was uh, just a look it was the aesthetic yeah of, yeah I a mean re- def- definitely that's what I did for <laughs> sure a real life story from my life is how uh, all of my friends were like yeah we're skaters and like they had the whole like skater aesthetic like they all grew their hair out and they were like we love Bam Margera and like, <laughs> I like the DBS <laughs> shoes with the fat tongue yes. and all yes. yeah. at knees um, yeah um, and so I would just show up uh, looking pretty much like I do now, yeah. just like my current self. Stational. Uh, yeah, stational <laughs> at, at the tender age of 12. Uh, and I'd be like, yeah, I hang out with you guys. And they were like, you're not that cool. <laughs> and, oh. and you don't skate or anything. I was like, nope, but I'm around. And they're like, all right, cool. We're going to make you the skater mascot because you don't fit in with anyone else. <laughs> you were a skater mascot? That's I, almost better. Like, I was what the skater you, mascot. Like, what did I was you just, do? Did you like... Oh, it was great. Like, I would just hang out with them, and then they would, like, pick me up, and they would put me in the trash, and then oh, I'd, like, just rub pudding in my hair, and then I'd be like, I'm one of you guys. These are my friends. <laughs> and it was a great time. It was a great time for time me. Time of your life, right? Yeah. Best years? It legitimately, I was so, like, simple and, like, happy to be around people that, like, I was... The age of like 23, I told that story to someone, and I was like, Yeah, and they would like put me in the trash. I was like, Oh my god, they bullied me. Whoa, they weren't my friends. Like, it just like all of a sudden hit me. I was like, Oh, yeah, they would like, I sprained my ankle and they stole my crutches and hit me in the shit with it. Like, oh, friendship's great, isn't it? Yeah, I was like, Oh, these guys are my friends. We hang out all the time. They're my best friends. I would die for them. And then I told that story, and I was like, Oh no, that's hey. not true. 
Have you heard of this friendship contract that I've made? I have. Explain it for our listeners who don't know. <laughs> okay, so I made a friendship contract when I was like middle school, like beginning of high school, and I would make my friends sign it. And basically, if you signed it, I would have to visit you every year, and they would have to visit me every year. And if you didn't abide by the contract, then I would have to send you anthrax, and you would basically die. So it was a really binding contract. Make sure I always had friends. Yeah. Did you have like a, a, an attorney look over that contract? <laughs> Did you get it notarized? Like, <laughs> I mean, I notarized it myself and I give myself the power of attorney. So yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are any of you here a notary public? No. My work told me to and I agreed to it and then just never went through with it. So I have <laughs> so many times thought about just doing it just yeah. because I was like, I feel like I could, I mean, I'm also the person who started a church just because I was you like, know, how hard yeah. is it to start a church? So it's weird that I haven't just done the very easy thing of becoming a notary public. It seems super easy. And you get your own little stamp, like a personalized stamp, which is pretty legit. Oh. That does make you seem very official. Yeah, it really does. I do like stamps. It's just, it's like two weekends, but I had to sacrifice like two weekends and I was like, I don't really want to do that. Weekends are precious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what else is precious? Hmm. Cloak and dagger. And that's what we're going to be talking about in just a little bit. Before we get to that, we're going to go to the super serious shishy bullpen. Now we're here in the super serious shishy bullpen, the part of the show where we go over and we just hang out. We, we kick back. We do a little fun stuff. We go, uh, you know, what, uh, whatever. It's just fun times. We're, we're here. We're pitching some balls. We're throwing some pigskins. And we're just we're just chilling. Just chilling. We're just chilling. We have been previously going through week by week and doing our shishies, which is our most esteemed award ceremonies. But uh, we decided to take a break from that this week and just get back to basics. Just get back to the things that we do every single week, which is discussing the abs of every person on the CW. Yes, the it's, real important stuff. Yeah. It's hard to go a week without doing that, so I'm surprised. Yeah, it's we've been really struggling. So this week we're doing the Rushmore for the best abs of the CW. And now I need to clarify, uh, this does not have to be a CW show that we watch for this show. It's just any CW show across the entire network. Uh, and you know what? I'm opening up to past and present. All right. It, all bets are off. Which, let me Anything. tell you, there's a lot of CW shows out yeah, there. Yeah, they've, they've signed some shows, man. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Like, I found out about one the other day. Someone, like, mentioned the show The Tomorrow People, and I was like, you made that up. That's not a real thing. I vaguely remember that, but I cannot tell you what it's about. Like, yeah, I have no idea. I, I, I actually can. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to do that <laughs> after this. Uh, McKenna, why don't you start us off, since you're so knowledgeable about the CW shows The Tomorrow People. Know, skateboard <laughs> over here. <laughs> just, just, yeah. Who's your kid? Killing it. <laughs> Fucking tech uh, I picked what I feel like is the probably most iconic four abs on the CW. Steven Amell from Arrow. Uh, I mean, listen, if one Mr. Mike Gravano were here, I feel like he would just be screaming because he wasn't able to pick that one. That's his, I feel like, number one like lover in in life. In, I think they are. It's a good decision. Okay, but question. It's, I know in episode one, season one, oh, those abs were oh, rock hard. But are they still now or are they just a they, bunch of just... You know, they flab. still are. They're are still they? gorgeous. Okay, I have not watched. He actually did still like are. one of those real warrior ninja warrior yeah. competitions did recently. He? Yeah, I don't know how well he did. I just no knew idea. That he I did know it. he did it. I just look at his face and see dad bod. 
So I can't, no. I, I can't agree with you because I just see face dead bod. See, I almost put him on my list, but I feel like he's too obvious. He was too much of a go-to. Yeah. Like everybody well, automatically goes. If to you're, it. if, if you, you're too obvious, I feel like you belong on, on the Mount, Mount Rushmore. Rushmore. If I you think know. abs of CW, and the first person that pops in your head is Stephen yeah. Amell, like, I feel like you got Mount Rushmore work for it. No, though. no one's no. gonna, no one's gonna take George Washington off Mount Rushmore because he's too obvious a president. Well. Mm. Well, I guess he can be the wooden teeth of the Rushmore. That <laughs> I, I'll, I'll give you my vote. So, okay. So he's got, I, I, th- I think Stephen Amell just belongs on there. He's sort of like, he's the granddaddy of that. He's the granddaddy of. <laughs> Dab I, on it. I apologize for that one. Honestly, that was rough. All right, There's Cassie, just so much youth here. Who, we just got a dab on him. Cassie, who have dab, you got? Dab on him. Okay, so my first one that I'm going to go to is a Robert Buckley, and he plays Major Lily White on the CW show, iZombie. And you guys, he just has, without a doubt, the perfect abs. And like, just he's got a full eight-pack, but then he's also got those kind of little side abs. Oh, shit. But they're not too defined, where it looks yeah. like almost painful to touch. You know how some abs are too hard? They're just, they're just so there. fucking cut. Yeah, yeah, they're just so shredded that you don't want to deal it's with like, them. It's like they're smuggling razor blades inside their body. Yeah, yes. like it's going to be a bad situation if you touch those. His are inviting. He's got oh, inviting right. abs. Like oh. it looks like he could almost relax. Yeah. Still have some defi- definition, but not like... You know, yeah. stay. Yeah. Uh, like you, you just want to like take a nap in those abs. Oh, gladly, gladly oh, we're taking a nap. In those abs. I can't think of these abs, but mm. I can picture them. Now just, that you're describing a, them. Just trust me, best abs out there. I'm thinking it's gonna send me like a little welcome note. Oh yeah, and I'm just gonna go right in there, snuggle in there, and stay there for like a weekend. Exactly, you pictured them. Wow. So, Caitlin, you haven't seen iZombie? I know. Okay, he is basically <laughs> played as the like stereotypical most beautiful man yeah. in America person. <laughs> oh. Like, yeah, like there's an entire subplot about how like he's a serial killer because <laughs> I was just like, yeah, attractive people are serial killers. So that's like his whole thing. He has serial killer And abs. then they make shirts because he's so attractive as a serial killer. So they're just like, I can't remember what it says, but it was just like hot serial killer or something. Like Siri <laughs> just started searching serial killers for oh, me. <laughs> I heard that. I was like, what is it doing? Yeah, Siri's searching what, what is a serial killer. Uh, so... I am willing to put him on there. I think he's yeah. a, he's up there with Stephen Amell for me for best abs. Definitely, I'll, I'll give him my vote. I does I, it sound like inviting inviting abs inviting, inviting abs? abs. I don't know what he looks like. I'm with Caitlin, but your description did a good job. Perfect. Um, I, I think I think Major Lily White goes right on up there. All right, we've got two right off the bat. Right. So Caitlin, killing it. Uh, the pressure's high for you. Who All have right. you got? This is about to go straight on Rushmore again, guys. KJ Appa from Riverdale, oh. Archie Andrews. Okay, like mm. I don't know if I can go no. here with you. Like, he why? Because his abs are steel. You get to see those abs all the time because he takes his shirt off fucking every episode. Okay, but he's so pasty. Yeah, he's it pasty, takes but away abs. <laughs> the abs. Here's here's the thing <laughs> I'm a little that judgmental. I have about KJ Appa. Mm-hmm. One, he is very pasty, which is weird because <laughs> like he is, like he is from a group of people that are like typically like, like ethnically a lot darker like New Zealand? Well, is that where he's from? Well, cuz he's uh he's like New Zealand but he's like half uh like he's half uh what is the I'm blanking on the name of the I think he's like half Maori, right? Oh. Oh, maybe. I I believe like mm-hmm. he like he's like he's a similar ethnic makeup to the rock. And those two oh, people, <laughs> yeah, those two people do not look no, the same. That's where he not got his abs all. from. Right. <laughs> he got the abs, but nothing else. Not, not anything That's else. all that matters right now, though, guys. We are yeah. talking. We're, we're talking about abs, and KJ oh, Apple has so. abs. Yeah. But see, he does have abs. Here's where I dock him. If you got the abs, you show them off. Mm-hmm. 
And he does show them off enough, but there is one particular scene that I cannot allow. <laughs> okay. It is the scene where he films that, uh, like, weird, like, fascist, like, video with his, like, red circle yes. group. Mm-hmm. And everyone else is, like, like shirt off, oiled up, uh-huh. like, like, ready. And everyone in that room is ripped. Yeah. And I would say just as ripped as KJ Appa. Is that a room but, of boys that need to go on the Rushmore? <laughs> but in that room, he's the only one wearing a shirt, which oh, makes right. me think he is insecure about his abs. He knew his abs wouldn't stand up to everybody else. And uh, like that is the one thing that makes him ma- like possibly a maybe for me. You are we right. We can't have like an insecure about your abs. Right. Yeah, if there's a moment Rushmore. to take your shirt off, like you got to take it off. I feel like all the other ones took their shirt off immediately I, at any chance i think i have to put kj appa on the maybe pile for on this the one. maybe god it's just they're just, not mature enough you know those little what, teenage if those, abs if those abs can't get into a bar they're not welcome <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means <laughs> <laughs> he's like 19 isn't yeah, he? he's a baby. Like 20 oh, yeah. <laughs> 20 yeah he's like some age no one on that show is like like betty's simultaneously is supposed to play like a 16 year old mm. and she's like I'm easily like I'm 25. I'm just 25. <laughs> I'm an adult. I like pay my own bills. I have rent. All right, uh, McKenna. Who do you who do you have for your next one? The uh, next one I have is McCad Brooks from Supergirl. Oh, who okay. plays James Olsen? He used to be an Amber Coffee model, or no, a model for uh, yeah. the underwear brand. I don't remember which one. Yeah, mm. he's he's so a very very man. very good. Pa- he's so good looking. Who does he play? He plays uh, James Olsen, right? James Olsen yes. on Supergirl. Yeah. I don't I don't know him. So can you get incredibly descriptive about his abs, please? Oh, my God. They are gorgeous. They are smooth. Okay. There's not a smooth. flaw on them. They're just, uh, they, uh, he's rippled. He's got abs. Like, there's a definition. But his skin is just so perfect and smooth. And um, they're not overly buff. He doesn't, like, have that body where his head looks tiny because mm-hmm. his abs are just so big and his chest is so out there. Um and I'm gonna say fuck these abs. <laughs> or you're just coming out right you're now. Just, you yeah. don't like them? Yeah, fuck these abs. You got no idea. I, I have no. to say I'm agreeing with Caitlin on this just because if we're not putting KJ Appa on this immediately, yeah, fuck because these abs. he's not showing them off. He does not show them off enough on Supergirl. Oh, you're right. I, like, he doesn't. I've watched enough Supergirl his... and I've never seen his abs on that show. Oh, okay. So, I, they come up a couple episodes, but uh I don't if watch They're not couple... popping through the shirt. Are they really popping? No, they do. They show through his button-up shirts. You Which, can see them. A, in his defense, if you can see him through a button-up, yeah, that's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. He tucks in his shirt. You got those abs right there. You can see them. I'm put. I'm putting him on the maybe pile. Uh, Cassie, who you got? Okay, so if we need shirt off, always. I already knew I nailed it with this one, but like I for sure have it, and I got to go back into a little bit of history on the CW for you guys on this one. So for the first time on September 22nd, 2006, oh WWE SmackDown. <laughs> Aired on the CW, and I don't know, a little well-known Marvel Universe actor, uh, Dave Bautista, a.k.a. Drax the Destroyer, a.k.a. <laughs> the Destroyer of this list, was on in that match, and uh, he won it on a tag team, and i he's without a doubt the best abs, guys. <laughs> Completely I, shredded. I don't know oh. if we can allow this. Yeah, he, I, was honestly, okay. he was on the CW. But it's not a CW show. It, it aired on the CW. They okay. got the rights for that SmackDown. Oh, okay, just for that SmackDown. That's... That, yeah, that one SmackDown. You know what? I, I love know. everything but about this. Is he shredded or is he? Okay, sh- but when I think of Dave Bautista's abs, I yeah. think of a loaf of bread. You can obviously see the definition between the slices, <laughs> but 
It's a loaf of bread so still. Sta- he's still beefy, though. It's, it's a stack so- of Yeah, but bread, it's like though. kind of a floppy beefy. Like it's- oh, I don't know. You guys, you got to see him like pile drive somebody. Those abs are uh, no, solid. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no immediately. Damn. Caitlin, who do you got? And this is your, your last. Uh, make it a good pick. Ooh, okay. Well, I'm going to have to go with Jared Padalecki from Supernatural and also Gilmore Girls, but mostly Supernatural. I mean, because yeah. Because he is fucking shredded. He, there's uh, one scene in one of the earlier seasons where he's doing some pull-ups and you just get a nice view of those fucking abs and then that deep V cut too. Yeah. 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 He's mm, he's, a, he's a hunky dude. He, he sure is. is. He's a hunky dude. He's, he's been that. on that for like 10 years, whatever, and yeah. still, still hunky. Got those abs. Yeah. Still got abs. He's, he's still got those D'Angelo's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I I'm I'm willing to put him on. I think yeah, I'm agree with him. He he was on my list too, so oh, I'm sorry, I feel, like, I feel like we got to put <laughs> Mr. Supernatural Padalecki on here. Yeah. All right, now is the part where we have to make a very hard decision. We have two people on the maybe pile. Mm-hmm. We've got KJ Appa and Mr. James Olsen himself. Yeah. I couldn't say a single S right in that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Of these two, who who are we putting on this mountain? We've got one spot left. KJ Appa, obviously. I think I think it is because he they're maybe not mature abs, but they're like growing and they're so like they prominent. They're, they're they, gonna be so powerful. They're soon. gonna yeah. They're already starting. Like out. this is a nineteen year old president is what I see, and he deserves to be up that mountain. He is our Rushmore. He oh. is he is the president of that school. Yes, right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he gets arrested, but you know. Yeah. I mean, I I'm willing to put him on if you guys are. It sounds like it sounds like he's on. It sounds like he's made it. uh. All right, that brings us to your Mount Rushmore of CW abs. Is one Mr. Stephen Amell, your Major Lily White, your Mr. Supernatural Padalecki, and Archie Anders himself, Mr. KJ Appa. That is a that is a cut mountain. It's a cut. Yes, like, it, it is. is. One may say chiseled. <laughs> and on that note, we are going to close down the bullpen. And move along now to our main event, the season finale of Cloak and Dagger. If you guys like podcasts, one of the things that you should really like is obviously this show, The Superhero Hour, but you should also really check out Movie of the Year and the show where Greg comes with the other two knuckleheads that do this show usually, and they talk about the most movie year-ish of the year movie of a certain year. This year they've done 1999 and they just finished up that season. So you should check it out. It's a really good show. You should also check out The OCD, a show where Mike and Ryan talk about every episode of The OC, a show that I hate and refuse to watch ever again, and which they made me watch. And you can listen to that episode and hear all my thoughts about how I hated it. You can also listen to Taylor Talking Taylor, a show where just me talking to myself about other Taylors. You should also check out The Unnatural 20s because they're great people. (laughs) You can find all of those on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast, please go to those and rate and review and subscribe. All right, now we are moving on to our main segment, Cloak and Dagger. On the season finale of Cloak and Dagger, Tyrone gets arrested by the cops and has to stage a breakout while the fear zombies go wild in the police station. He manages to apparate out to join Tandy, who has discovered the plot of Roxxon with Mina, leading them both to try to stop the rig explosion and sacrifice themselves, knowing that one of them is supposed to die, but instead are delivered on top of the Superdome and in the season having somewhat swapped places from where they began. Also, Tyrone banished Connors to the Shadow Realm and O'Reilly's a zombie now. Assembled buds, I ask you this. 
As the first entry in Freeform's Marvel Comics offering, how do you feel Cloak and Dagger stacks up to what the other studios have brought us? Oh, God. <laughs> well, I'm going to be honest. I was not a fan of Cloak and Dagger. Still, Neither was I. Yeah. yeah. To start off, I wasn't. Yeah. To start off, it, it was really bad. I didn't like the writing or what they had. I did like the actors and actresses, though. Yeah. They, I think they did a really good job for what they were given. Um, I think the last episode was probably the best. I would agree. This, them. this is the episode that sort of turned me around on this show. And I'm I'm excited for season two. I am I think it's weird for me on this show to so, be the most negative about anything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what did you guys think? I actually enjoyed it from the start, and then I know that's like an unpopular opinion. But how many episodes and did you listen to? Watch. I actually watched five, and then Dang. I had to skip to the ending. <laughs> um, so, but I I read some summaries of the rest of them. Yeah. Uh, got the storyline. I enjoyed it and i liked that for a superhero tv show it kept me entertained without constant fight scenes which i think is hard to do that is something i appreciate and it wasn't just constantly turning to crazy battles and it was still keeping me following like enjoying the show that's like what it does do so it goes like deeper places than a lot than most like superhero movies do or shows do because it is just like a lot of fighting a lot of saving the day and they are trying to tackle like some really big issues obviously and that part's cool but i feel like it then makes them lack on like the like the plot of the actual superhero stuff because they kind of just like write stuff off like the the like power from the like gas or whatever it is that like magic power stuff can kind (laughs) of just do whatever it wants to at that moment like whatever they need it to do yeah there's no rules for it it's like it's an energy source it's like a magic zombie maker it's like fear energy but also it can like steal your hopes and dreams like it does literally anything yeah and now the cloak also can just like eat people apparently apparently yeah yeah. So there's it's something mind. like anything like superhero related. I feel like they're just like fuck it. It can just do it. Like it, that's fine. Yeah. Th- I my issues that I had from the first episodes, I don't think are the same issues I have now. Like because originally I was upset because they were doing like the slow. They've got to figure out their powers, and I think the the show actually did that well. But I still have problems with the bits where they're doing like they're they're just hanging such a lantern on the thematic things that they're doing mm-hmm. like they're just shoving it in your face it and like, really feels like no subtlety no no and those bits irk me but the things that i think it does well is you're right it tackles themes and issues that most other superhero shows aren't doing and i think it's doing it pretty well even if sometimes it takes a a, a sledgehammer approach. Where it does. It, I was going to say, sometimes they go a little yeah. too heavy handed on it. Yeah. They could use a finishing nail instead of like a full sledge every now and There's then. There's no guessing what they're going for. The writers like really drive it home. They're like, do you pick up what we are putting down? Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I, I kind of understand. Cause they're like, we're doing like a very important thing. Let's just make sure people are on board. Yeah. This is what we're saying. I could use a little bit more subtlety. A though. little bit. It really feels like they're just like, kind of preaching it at you because it's so intense yeah so uh, how do you guys this is the first episode as far as i know where (laughs) they actually brought up like the stuff from the other like the marvel cinematic universe they brought up tony stark yes and and rand and danny rand so they tied in both the marvel netflix uh stuff and the marvel movie stuff so this is inside that realm. Do you guys want to see them interact with 
the other properties. Not no. at all. No. <laughs> no way. I think it's just nice that they just threw that out there and were like, hey, it exists too. And then just moved past I it. I don't think all they could need. flow together. I think it would no. be too, too jarring. I, yeah, I don't either. So <laughs> I, I really don't think that they should flow with those. I And I also really like that because every other Marvel show is like, well, here we are in New York again. Yeah. Like, I really enjoyed that this wasn't in New York. Mm-hmm. So I hope that they don't try to throw them in Suddenly and be like, I think up. the only one that they could probably get thrown into is Iron Fist because it's so shitty. Like, no matter what you throw in there, it's just going to be a hot pile of shit <laughs> anyway. So the, the one thing that I did think of was it is like, I think the most likely one would be for them to appear in like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm. Oh. because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is on ABC and they're on Freeform, which was ABC Family. Yeah. So I feel like they are closer cousins, but I also, I don't think that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. wants to do that. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not super jazzed about wanting them to get together because I saw a lot online. People were like, oh, they're in the same universe. Now they're going to like cross over. And I was like, eh, I don't want that. No, no. not so, at all. Never. I think it's having a hard enough time balancing like, what they are as a show. Yeah. They don't need to try to. And, and I really think that the thing that drives this show is the relationship between Tandy and Tyrone. So. And the relationship between Tandy and Tyrone and New Orleans. Yes. That's huge. Uh, some would say that New Orleans is uh, like the, it's the fifth character. It's definitely the <laughs> fifth character. <laughs> it's the fifth character of Cloak and Dagger. The Superdome is the fourth. <laughs> well, it, it goes in order, actually. Uh, Tyrone, Tandy, Cloak, Dagger, mm-hmm. uh, New Orleans, New Orleans. and then the Superdome. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So how did you feel about, how did you guys feel about that ending where they come they sail away? <laughs> okay. First of all, come sail away. Listen, <laughs> that, uh, I needed to bring up the soundtrack for that moment because oh, man. it's the a very- The soundtrack of this episode. It's This show, if it does one thing right, it pairs up really bizarre songs <laughs> in moments that I do not expect. Because this was a very serious episode where like shit was going down. They were in dire straits. Yeah. And, it like, got me like emotional in parts too. I was just like, wow. But that moment, they were like, we're not even going to pretend like these two people are going to die right now. We are straight up just going to play Come Sail Away. First of all, a cover of it too. Like they found it's not even Yeah. The soundtrack to like Cloak and Dagger in general is just like painfully freeform. Like every song they play, I'm just like, wow, this is a freeform show. Like (laughs) everything else about the show makes me go, this is just another regular superhero show that's on any other network until until any music music plays. I was like, oh yeah, this is on freeform. Yep, this is it. (laughs) Yeah. I like I freeform just has such and I don't know what it is about their music choice but <laughs> it's every freeform show if you listen to their soundtrack I'm like that's a freeform show I feel like there's one intern in charge of it all and they're <laughs> just like on some Spotify list like oh I got this, this song. real obscure one that I'm gonna play I think Come Sail Away took away from this episode oh it definitely it's did absolutely. Like, it, <laughs> it took away from that moment oh 100% I feel like it, it made my entire week <laughs> like when that song came it was just in so bizarre yeah. i was literally staring at the tv like are you fucking kidding me like are they come like, sail away it, i thought an ad was playing in the background somewhere <laughs> to be honest i was looking at my other tabs waiting to see if there was a little volume <laughs> side because i like, i did the same thing <laughs> i was multitasking at the point and i was like shit an ad started somewhere because i had watched another uh, show earlier in the week where the player on that like would cut to ads like like 
five seconds before the end of like an oh, actual segment. Yeah. No. So we just cut in and I was like, mm, don't like that. But it like that came in and it was such a bold music choice <laughs> that it was uh, it was almost like Riverdale level. We have an idea. We're going for it and just like <laughs> trust us. Honestly, like, this is what we want. here. But with Riverdale, but and you trust them. Usually it works. This, this <laughs> it, it could have Wasn't worked better. They're like, we need a song that has a slow part, but then a fast part. And then we're just like, <laughs> that intern was like, I got it. Hold on. Let me I, check my file folder. <laughs> I was honestly most happy that it wasn't just the Decembrists again. Because <laughs> they used that for like two episodes in a row. Oh, yeah, they did. It's very freeform, though. Decembrists fits that. I feel it's like if the Decembrists true. did do a cover of it, it would have been the go-to. They just <laughs> couldn't find that one. So uh, I guess before we wrap up, my final question is, will you guys watch the second season of this show? I'm, yes. I probably will. I kind of need to stick with it now. I need to see where it goes. I put in so much fucking time for this damn TV show. I yeah. have to watch season two, at least the first couple episodes. Yeah. But uh, I don't think we can move on without bringing up Tyrone's brother's jacket. Oh. His new yes. cloak. Yeah. I really oh. like that, that it was his jacket. Yeah. It was so cool. Because his awesome beaded cloak gets shredded. shredded. Mm-hmm. Oh. I kind of oh, knew that was coming. Yeah, I but didn't. No, I didn't expect there's no it. way he's going through the rest of the show with that beaded cloak being. Yeah. Thing. Oh, it's so like noticeable. You see him oh, moving through yeah. the crowds, and you're like, "There he is." I yeah, thought it was again. a very nice thing for them to have in the first season, and like have that as a touchstone, and then move on to something more, uh, more, more so discreet. I guess you would say natural yeah. to wear in public. Yeah, but still connected to his brother, like right. in a yeah. real deep way. Yeah. So. Yeah. That that felt really good. I All think right. it really tied it to the first episode, too. Yeah. Well, uh, I enjoyed this episode better than the rest of the season, so I'll probably soon tune in for season two. And you should, too, if you want to listen along with us. That is it for our main segment. Now we're moving on to a little thing that I like to call the tape in. Well, now we're here in the tape in. It's the part of the show where I've been unchanged from the wall, where I have been from <laughs> the rest of the episode. Mm-hmm. They've let me loose. Uh, I am loose roaming around the yard. I'm just able to do whatever I want, digging all the holes, uh, go hunting for whatever varmints are available, and just do whatever segment I want. Are you guys, uh, Are you? how are you guys feeling? We'll let you unchain for like five minutes and then you got to go back. Ne- yeah. It, we can't, can't go We longer. can't leave you in here just like to roam yourself and yeah, I'm a, other I'm guys come back. Around. That's fair. That's fair. All right. This week, we're doing a, a little segment that is a fan favorite. It's uh, something that everyone loves, everyone knows, uh, and it's just very simple. It's called Baby Fight. (laughs) And this is a segment where you guys are going to construct for yourselves a team of two people who are uh, baby versions of superheroes, and those babies are going to fight. And then we're going to put those into this little uh, computer algorithm that we have here, and it's Mm -hmm. going to spit out exactly what happens, and then it's going to tell us who won. So uh, we're just going to go around in a circle. I'm going to start with Caitlin. Caitlin, who's your first pick for a baby superhero you want on your baby fight club? Baby squirrel girl. Ooh. Ooh okay. okay. Yes. Yes. She kicks nuts. Because <laughs> 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 she, you know, it's usually supposed to kick butts, but. She just punts nuts she punts into nuts people. She hasn't <laughs> matured fully. <laughs> hey, would the squirrels also be little babies? This is very important Ooh, to me. And yeah. I must know. They definitely would be baby squirrels, but she also could talk to like adult squirrels, but mostly would talk to baby squirrels. That that is a very good decision. All right, Cassie, who you got? Uh, I got to go to my always 
Um, I feel like he's underrated and I he gets dunked on quite a bit, but I want to see little baby Hawkeye out there. Baby oh. Hawkeye. Ooh, a little baby Hawkeye. Because right. picture a little baby holding a bow, you guys. Can that baby, is it strong enough? Does it have the forearms? Does it have the dexterity to do that? Exactly. I, I like that in your, like... Uh, submission for your baby fight club. You are like already like, already questioning your choice. Like, he's an underdog for is sure. Is he gonna make it at all? Can he do anything? I, I don't know. You gotta we'll throw a out. wild card in there sometimes, you know. Well, we'll put it into the algorithm and we'll t- we'll see what the computer says. We I'm gonna go with uh, baby Spider Man because he's already kind of the baby of the group and he's holding his own. So baby Spider Man as a baby is still gonna kick ass. Wow, radioactive, <laughs> radioactive as fuck too. Right. <laughs> Ooh, all those babies getting cancer. <laughs> All right, Caitlin, who else you got? Who's your who's your final second pick for this baby tag team fight club? My my final baby pick. Uh it's gonna have to go with why don't we go with baby arrow? Ooh. Because I he's gonna go against you. You want two arrows? Yeah. You want two I'm gonna fucking split your arrows with my baby arrow. Oh, okay. Oh that's right. We've got a little we've got a little face off going on here. All right, Cassie, who else you got? Okay, so I went with a wild card. I'm gonna go with a for sure on this one. I gotta go baby Hulk, because what else? (laughs) What else is gonna wreck? (laughs) Of course. You got baby Hulk. It was just too obvious. Oh. It's so obvious that it came as the second to last pick of the entire round. <laughs> McKenna. I'm going to go with classic and favorite, Baby Cap. Baby, baby Captain Cap. America. Oh, little wow. Baby Captain America. Little He's little adorable. He's Does he have a tiny shield? Ball. Right? Oh, the picture the little shield, the little mask. It's adorable, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, now we've gone through and you've selected your players. Now I'm going to put these into our little algorithm here, and it's going to tell us who has won. All right, starting out, uh, it looks like Hawkeye and Arrow are uh-huh. out immediately. They oh. are they're little babies. <laughs> they just like each other. Because they can't yeah, pull they, the bow and arrow. They like, can't pull back a, uh, can, like, a compound bow. Throw the arrow at each other, though. Yeah, well, at the very least. They, uh, that's a lot of coordination. Stab each other with it. You know it? what? I, I am seeing here that that is what they're doing. They're just kind of holding it. So they're, <laughs> they're out from uh, shooting each other with the bows. But mm-hmm. if you want to have see a little baby stab someone with an arrow. <laughs> or like... This is going to get dark, but you could strangle it with the actual <laughs> bow. Wow. wow. <laughs> you guys took this very wholesome segment about oh, babies, babies fighting, fighting each other and really made it dark. Cap uh, is just now hiding under a shield, I'm pretty yeah. sure, from your violence. So now Cap, it does say, has the full-size shield. So, Ooh. yeah, it's a, it's a little bit harder for him to hold because uh, it's twice his size. But <laughs> he does have the super soldier gene, so able to lift it and just kind of like swing it like not real hard he can, yeah just shoving people side a little bit the the ability to lift it is pretty exciting um it looks like he's gonna bump into the hulk mm-hmm. which is um that's it's that's a, little, a beefy baby right now it's a little baby bruce banner mm-hmm. so oh. he bumped into the little baby bruce oh, banner now we he got baby hulk nerd. yeah and little baby bruce banner he's okay with it he's just he's just ah. chilling so we've got little baby bruce banner just hanging out and uh yeah so they're just doing <laughs> Just doing nothing. Squirrel girls hanging out with squirrels. The squirrels are <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> yeah. Where are my squirrels at? You know. Yeah, the squirrels currently just not doing anything. Um, it <laughs> looks into the corner. Yeah, it looks like Baby Cap is uh, still swinging that thing around. He's hit Hawkeye in the head. Hawkeye's uh, crying about an owie. And <laughs> oh sucks. shit! It looks like uh, Arrow actually did just stab little Baby Cap. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! <laughs> right in the face. <laughs> uh, and savage oh, is why I picked him. It looks like uh, little baby Bruce Banner has gotten angry about his friend's blood being spilled upon the <laughs> playground. 
<laughs> he has turned into a little baby Hulk. Yes. Now little baby Hulk is super fucking jacked. <laughs> he is beefy. Yeah, just imagine like the most jacked baby you've ever seen. <laughs> just like just like he can't he can Michelin barely walk. man baby. He's so strong. Uh, and it looks like he is, yeah, just tearing apart the playground equipment. That's my boy. <laughs> that just, is my boy. <laughs> he's just flinging it everywhere, and it looks like all, pretty much all the other babies are knocked out. Pretty nice. Much, pretty much immediately, uh, little baby Hulk has uh, pretty much one, except uh, I reading here. Little baby squirrel girl just shows up with some squirrels and wins. What yep. the? <laughs> she's unbeatable, guys. It, tur- oh, it turns out that her her superpower is just that she's unbeatable. So. It wow. just wow. got those cute I really thought squirrels. I had it with the Hulk. Mm. You, you, in, in any Spider other situation, without Bruce. So. I mean, come on. I mean, well, you, you knew that the Hulk. Like I knew Hawkeye. Yeah. To be to be fair, a little baby Spider-Man. He's got the proportional like speed and strength of a spider, but he's a little baby spider. Little yeah, baby. so it's little baby spider's cute. Can do a whole lot. Yep. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it looks like this algorithm really forgot that Spider-Man was even in yeah, play. Yeah, almost, <laughs> like, almost like he wasn't in it. Almost yeah. like he wasn't really, there. Really looks like this algorithm was sleeping on the job. Uh, but it looks like uh, congratulations to Little Baby Squirrel Girl. Ooh, unbeatable as always. Because she has won the Little Baby Fight Club for this week. That's it for taping. I have been released. They put me back on the, on the wall. So now I'm going to go back in my little cage and just think about more Baby Fight Clubs. The guys, do you like supporting creatives that you enjoy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, let me tell you about a really cool place that you can do that. You can go to patreon.com slash yourpopfilter, and you can donate to us and help us out. And yeah. it's, yeah, it's a really great Can great we thing. make you guys do anything? Well, I'm glad that you asked, because <laughs> you actually can. If you donate to certain tiers, you can make us do things like, say, eat garbanzo beans and nothing but for an entire week. I think Excellent. that is the thing. That's our current campaign. You can make us do anything, but that's the thing that we want you to make us do. Which is absolutely worth it. Oh, yes. Oh, you know yeah. what's even more worth it? Can we get them to shave your mustache off? You it absolutely can. If you, <laughs> if you donate and you want them to shave my mustache off, you can absolutely do that. Uh, I, w- I wish that you wouldn't because I'm just finally getting to the point where I kind of like this mustache. But uh, listen, if everyone hates it, I'll, I'll post a picture on the official Twitter account, which we'll talk about later. Uh, and if... Uh, we can vote for it if you hate it so uh give us some money and you can shave it off or watch it watch them shave it off <laughs> so that is patreon go to patreon.com slash your pop filter and donate and help us out a little bit keep the studio on and keep us doing really weird things now we move on to the pull list now we're here in the pull list the part of the show where we talk about every other show that we watched this week Starting off for us, we're going to the one, the only, Winona Earp. This week on Winona Earp, Waverly is captured by a weirdo woodsman with a taste for traps and human flesh. Winona wakes up on a cliff with a vision of her mother giving her survival advice and uses it to save Waverly, but is no help when Bullshark shows up and tries to kill Officer Hot. The gang is able to save her, but at the cost of Doll's life, who sacrifices himself using his unstable dragon powers. Assembled buds, I ask you this. Are you guys bummed about dolls? Now, now, how much of this show previously have you guys watched? This episode. Yeah, we jumped <laughs> in. Uh, so, Caitlin and I, we started at the first episode of season two. Okay. To try to get or a little three? bit of background. To tr- oh, season, season three. Season three. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, we started there. Try to get a little bit of background. Did not help. Nope. nope. Yeah. This show does that thing where it, it's, it gives you enough backstory to be like, I sort of get what the world is, but you yeah. have to watch, because I jumped in the beginning of season two, mm-hmm. and it took me like 
four or five episodes before I was like at home. And then I was like, we're good. Yeah. I was sad that dolls died. I mean, it clearly meant I think there was a lot. A, there was a connection yeah. in yeah. those two episodes where I made it and I was like, oh, I thought he was way cooler than that dude with the mustache. Ooh, yeah. I mean, Dawes has been here since episode one. Wow. He like he's like been there. He was the one that there was last season. There was a big love triangle thing where Winona was having to choose between Dawes and Doc Holliday. Mm-hmm. She ended up choosing Dawes. So oh, that was a good choice then. Yeah, yeah. Dawes so, is a so way it better it choice. So much more emotional once you know that backstory. Yeah, like he just that, died. That, yeah, now like the guy that she chose and is like I'm like with this guy, he's gone. Also, he's like a dragon. And isn't it sad when a dragon dies? That's why dies? it was yeah. so sad for me. Like, he's I did not know he was a dragon until that moment. And, like, I went from such a high of, like, oh, my God, he's a dragon to, like, then him being dead. It was, yep. she it was crushing. She stared at me. She's like, is this motherfucker a dragon? And yeah. I was like, yes, he is. They said it, like, a couple, you know, seconds ago. Yeah. He's a dragon. And then he died. He's a dragon. And, and then, then he, died. he died. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, it's a pretty big deal as far as Winona Earp goes. Like, they do, like, kind of crazy things, but this isn't, like, Game of Thrones or something. Where, like, I was going to ask, is it normal for them to kill off? No, like, this is, I mean, very rarely do they kill off main characters. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's been here since day one. So this is, like, a big Dang. deal. I definitely thought he was going to come back by, like, some dragon power or something. And then they were just like, no, he is dead. They yeah. really clarified it for him. Yeah, everyone. they were like, no, <laughs> he's not coming back. It was like, no, he's, he's fucking dead. Like, it, this show has ways. Like, I can see them being able to bring it back. Mm-hmm. Like, an entire bit last season was because the actress who plays Winona was pregnant. Yeah. Like, she first, they just, like, did a time <laughs> jump and suddenly she's pregnant. And then uh, she gave birth and then they just had an entire bit where, like, she just wasn't, she didn't exist. Like, they had an entire oh. storyline where Winona Earp stopped existing <laughs> just so that they didn't have to have the actress there for, like, those episodes. Amazing. <laughs> and so, like, they're, they are willing to do things to get people back but i think i think dolls is like gone yeah well you bring up the baby and its name is april right i yes i believe so and they keep bringing it up so i have a feeling that it's going to be a bigger part in in the next couple episodes (sighs) maybe because the big thing last season was that it's half erp air and half revenant uh but then they just like got rid of it because i think they were like we don't actually want to have to have a baby but our actress was pregnant so i it, i think it will come into play i think bolshar has something to do with it yeah how do you so guys feel too. about that guy like he, he reminds me of uh the evil guy from who framed roger rabbit yes <laughs> oh that is perfect for it yes oh so i'm really waiting for like a cartoon version of him to get like like run over by a a big like steamroller uh, so before we're, we're almost out of time for this segment, but before we move on, how did you guys like, uh, Waverly being trapped in a cage and her trying to mime, uh, the booby traps? <laughs> God, I'm so glad that they said that the Ursula thing, because her yeah. voice was stolen uh. and I was like, Oh, because I said it. And then they said it. And I was like, Oh, that's what like this show's really good at. Yeah. Like all the dumb things that popped into my mind. They were like, they just, yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> they make the reference to it. it. That's why I love this yeah, show. Uh. That's what got me on board. I was like, Oh my God, these are my people. Yes. No, and there was like a dick joke or two and I was like oh the dick yay. jokes yes I'm here uh, speaking of parts that you loved do you guys have moments of the week yes so my moment of the week is when Winona kills uh, the guy Mr. Ursula I'll call him and uh, when he falls into a pit and gets stabbed to death Winona says tricks they're not just for kids yeah yeah that's a good <laughs> that's line a good. <laughs> I, was so, uh. I was proud of that one for them <laughs> Cassie, you moment of the week? Um, my 
initial moment of the week was when that dude turned into a dragon because I literally screamed. Yep. But like my other moment of the week would have to be like, so when they found out what happened to them and that like um, they were stranded, like they found the car. We went through that whole storyline. We knew they were in trouble. And then who is the, is it Doc with the mustache? Yes. Mm -hmm. Got the text and reread us everything that we just learned. Like sci-fi doesn't give a fuck about taking up airtime. No. Like they read that entire text and gave us that whole plot again. It also (laughs) makes me happy anytime Doc Holliday pulls out an iPhone. Yeah. Because he's like an old timey western man yeah. who's been trapped in a well and he has an iphone and he has an iphone naturally mine was when dolls turned into a dragon it's it just it was so unexpected <laughs> and yeah. it just made it everything made until he died because yeah. it reminded kinda. me of like Yu-Gi-Oh, and if it were like live action and you were to like pull it out a blue eyes white so dragon childhood ah! dreams and then he died to life in this <laughs> by him just turning into a dragon it was so good uh my moment of the week was when they were doing the charades bit and she was trying to get Winona to understand booby trap, <laughs> and she was like holding her bra and She's like grabbing her boobs, yes. shaking them. And, and Winona thought that what she was trying to say was jiggling C cup. <laughs> I was like, that is the most Winona Earp bit I've ever seen. Note to self: never pay, play charades. No, <laughs> Winona, it's not gonna go well. I was like, I love it. All right, Winona Herb is on the Sci-Fi Network. Check it out. Your next show this week is Preacher. This week on Preacher, Jesse and Tulip have to get back into Grandma's good graces by pulling a bank heist for souls. They get what they came for, but Grandma still takes the soul of Madame Boyd, causing Jesse to put her out of her misery and decide to call the Grail. Meanwhile, Cassidy makes another vampire friend with more powers than him, <laughs> and Eugene gets adopted. Assemble Buds, I ask you this. Would you like getting adopted by the Saint of Killers? By like the Undertaker? If I yeah. had a bubble for a face, maybe. That <laughs> was the one scene I caught of Preacher. That's oh, the only boy. scene I saw. You know and man, it was eye opening. Other, other than my moment of the week scene, that was the best scene of the entire episode. Like, we haven't seen Eugene in a while. We've, we've checked in with the Saint of Killers. But seeing Eugene it, within like that five minute span, see his hometown had been extremely uh, uh, exploded, have to go to an orphanage, have that kid tell him that he's a piece of shit. And Savage, like, just like it was so cold hearted. Oh, he was like, yeah, listen, you're in an orphanage. You got a butthole for a face. <laughs> this no is one's going to adopt you. Like no yeah. one wants you. And then there's so much joy when they're like, you're adopted. And he just gets so excited. And then oh, also that- watching him try to smile. Oh, you're oh. so fucked up. Oh, my His God. His face does look like the end of a hot dog, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That entire thing was a big roller coaster. So uh, how much of Preacher have you guys watched this season? Or do you guys watch any of it? This one this episode. One. Yeah. So how did you like Preacher? Oh, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> There's a guy with a butthole as a face. That's, so that's all I knew about the episode. And I wasn't prepared for him to have, like, subtitles. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, dang. <laughs> like, it, it, Especially, I think the last two episodes have really ramped up the... Because the comics are pretty crazy. Yeah. And the show will is willing to go to the crazy places, but it sort of like scales back a lot of the time. The last two episodes especially, they've just been like, fuck it. We're going all the way. <laughs> like, they brought back Eugene. They've got the the all-father who just like eats a ton and then Okay, pukes. that guy. Oh, yes. Man. The fat pope. Yep. Yeah. Fat, <laughs> fat bastard pope. Uh, like, oh, they, like, they are just going for it. And so this was a fun episode for you guys to just check in just for just this in. one. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about Cassidy and the 
vampire guy. Oh. My favorite part of this whole episode. Yes, without a doubt. Their cute-ass <laughs> vampire date is oh the my best. God. I, like, I want Cassidy and that vampire to become a couple now. Yes! Like, forget Tulip. I just want those two guys to just hang out and like be like like just love each other and be I, vampire I lovers. I immediately became so invested. Lovers like, are best friends. Yeah, either way. Either, either way. way. Oh. Because they go on that one like really nice night adventure where they're just flying together <laughs> through the sky. The oh. magic carpet ride. And, yes, and he's holding him like a Titanic too. So it was like Aladdin and Titanic all put together and they're flying through the sky. He's like, look how great it is to be a vampire. Okay, and then that landing is beautiful because like he kind of <laughs> just throws him and then he like tries to do like a cool little pose. And like I don't I don't know if it's too early to throw out the moment of the week, but that was mine. Oh, like well, just mine that dismount well. was just if we're, if we're doing moments of the week, that that's yours? <laughs> yeah. Caitlin? Mine is when they're flying through the sky, vampire buds, you know, for life. Uh mine is and it's a very gross moment. But when the cops are going to the bank robbery and then they get a call, it's like, someone just walked into the, the petting zoo. And they're like, we, oh. we're going to a bank robbery. Don't bother us with this. And they said, guys, it's TC. <laughs> just pull the e-brake on that car. Whip it around. Because it's been heavily implied that TC uh, does very bad things to animals. Yes. <laughs> okay. I was wondering that because like, so we got the shot where he was just like, no, I need to do it alone. Yep. And then you just see it like just legs and then animals. And I was like, what is yep. this show so going to do? Fuck these goats. The uh-huh. so more I hear about this, the less I ever want to encounter <laughs> that the was, show that, again. That was a thing in the comics that they hadn't really explored yet. So then yeah. they brought it up. So yeah, TC they decided to do that. TC does bad things to animals. I Guys, think it's beautiful <laughs> watching that little goat's face as he was running naked down the street. <laughs> Dick out. Uh, well, Preacher is on AMC on Sunday nights. Your next show this week is Outcast. This week on Outcast, Rev is in jail with a junkie who dies and becomes a face-bashing demon. And Kyle and the sheriff continue to hunt for Sydney by intimidating townspeople. And Kyle's mom's doctor is a demon guy. Also, there's a creepy dead lady, and yet another person in this show commits suicide, this time from drowning. Simple Buds, I ask you this. Do we really need, like, a, like this horror comic show? Like, do is it necessary? No. I don't think so. I'm not a... I think the world's a fine place without it. Yeah, I I'm still very confused about this show. I feel like I feel like I like the scares that it's doing and as a horror show, it's good, but I I think this is just a show that has absolutely decided we don't need to even pretend that anyone hasn't seen the first season. I don't know what's going on moment to moment. I don't know if this stuff that's happening is just confusing because it's season 2 confusing or because it's references to season 1. Okay. I don't know what's going on, but it's it's fun to watch while it's happening. And then at the end, I go, I don't I don't know what just happened. <laughs> I, like I try to write the summaries for this, and I'm like, I I don't know what. Wow, I Wow, would you look at all of that? <laughs> so a lady uh, a lady got drowned, and that was my moment of the week. Was that <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was a great part. It, wow. it, was, it was a really good moment. She like descends into the lake and is going to drown herself and then she like has flashbacks and she's like you know what no I want to live and then she starts trying to swim back up and then like a crazy hand just jumps out of the deep and grabs her and like pulls her down oh my god and like that's the end of the episode and that was a really good scare and I is it, it is it like a lot of jump scares? Is that like yeah? It's it's there's jump scares, but also it's really it really does do well with the long like creepy like camera movement yeah. scares where it's like <gasps> there's tension in the room, and I think that's part of why it, like this show is willing to take its time, so mm-hmm. it doesn't have to explain as much. 
Uh, but that's not good if you're jumping in for this. So I'm perfectly willing to accept that my confusion for this show is because I didn't see the first season. Uh, but if you like horror shows and you watched the first season, uh, watch this one. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it seems like it's good. Uh, the Outcast is on Cinemax. So if you have Cinemax, <laughs> check it out. Your next show this week is Luke Cage. This week on Luke Cage, the streets are hot. So Luke Cage and Piranha have to lay low and talk about their daddy issues. <laughs> Shades and Comanche were apparently a prison couple, and Comanche still has feelings for Shades. But Shades says he has put all that behind him. And Mariah attempts to hang on to power by getting super drunk and lurching around her office giving slurring monologues. Bushmaster and Luke Cage face off at the end of the episode and have a neat fight that Bushmaster wins with some magic dust he blows in the face of Luke, who becomes paralyzed and falls into a river, probably to drown right at the beginning of next week's episode. So friends, I ask you this. How sure are you that next week's episode will open with Luke Cage drowning to death, and how will this death impact the rest of the show? <laughs> oh, it's oh, no you know, longer going to be Luke Cage. That would be ideal if all of a sudden it just like switched to some like a completely different show. <laughs> but you know he's coming back. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> bottom of the pond. That's the new show. New it just turns into an underwater show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he grows gills. So like. I didn't watch this episode. So he just like gets paralyzed and falls into the river. Okay. And like, oh, yeah. oh, no. You know, LeBron James, how he does that like chalk test thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. And then all of a sudden Luke Cage is like, Oh my God, I can't see. Oh no, no. And then, and then he literally can't move. He just stops moving. Yeah. So and, like leading up to it is straight up. So they're on a bridge and they start off on like the very ends of the bridge, yes. like trash talking to each other. And it straight up was like that Monty Python scene where like the dude's running up to the castle and then he just keeps going further back. Like I kept, I was like, surely they're making ground, right? And then they would be <laughs> so far back. It's, it's like the runway from Fast and Furious. Yeah, it just <laughs> like, goes. It's just, it just keeps going. Yeah. Uh, so Bushmaster is like one of my favorite characters mm-hmm. in this show. Like, it, did he have any good Bushmaster moments this week? Beating the shit out of Luke Cage was good because he yeah. was actually losing and I think Luke Cage was going to win it. And then he pulls out his magical dust and and runs away with it. That is a really good way to get rid of Luke Cage, though. Because, like, up to this point, everyone's just been like, we just keep making bigger guns just to see. Yeah, and they still bring guns. Like, it's still, and Bushmaster, you know. I'm going to try Copuera. That's what... You, so I'm going to dance fight you to death. He actually had, like, some moments where they were, like, kind of taking him down. So he had, like, his friends who owned that uh, Jamaican restaurant. Yeah. He, they, like... His friend, like, straight up called him out. He was like, why are you being so savage? Like, we've built so much. Like, why are you doing this to our reputation to be savage? Like, you are disrespecting to- Usain Bolt. Yes, number one. <laughs> and then, like, so Luke, C- and then Luke Cage was also starting to try to defeat him on that bridge. Like, he was, like, getting taken down quite a bit this episode and then just pulled out that magic dust. And was. <laughs> I wish that I had a magic dust for every situation. <laughs> oh, my God. Just for dramatic exits alone. <laughs> Beautiful. And I'm also, away. Also, there was, at work. There was a point where, um, so Luke Cage was with Piranha, and he had to throw Piranha over like a building, basically onto a. Uh, That's special. Yes. <laughs> he throws him onto a building in order to save him, right? And then Piranha's like, "Why did you throw me?" This little dude. Um, so Luke Cage ends up having to splint his leg. And he makes the world's shittiest splint ever. Oh, it would have stabbed him for sure. Oh, it would have stabbed him. Not only that, I mean, he made like a, a loose sandwich is what I would call it. Because <laughs> it's like the two breads and then the meat can get wherever you want it. Like, it's just going to flop around? It's just going to fucking flop around. It's like, that's not how you splint a leg. That's like I don't it. know much about medical stuff, but I do know that's not how you do it. Ooh, getting a, taking a task. The, the writers <laughs> and directors of Luke Cage. Netflix, I hope you're listening. 
Take been, notes. Well, it's probably because he didn't have Claire with him. Yeah, exactly. He's they, always had somebody to do it. Right. And and then, she's in every show. Yeah, she, any so show. So she's really good at splinting things. <laughs> they also had a moment up on with the rooftops where... Um, Luke Cage had one of the bad guys, and he started giving him a countdown, and the bad guy, like, took over the countdown. Mm-hmm. He was like, two, three, and then, like, so I respected that, because as a kid, I tried that move, and it ended the same way, where Luke Cage just, like, smacked him. My mom was had none of that as well. I was like, yeah, that's the proper response. I love how Luke Cage, like, Just open now. hand palms, people. Yes, just, like... <laughs> It's so good because he's just so powerful. Yeah. And it's like, all you have to do is just tap these people on the head. And that's like basically. He just bops them. Yeah. Like a bop, little bop it. A little bop, bop it. And, it's and done. Then next time, twist it. Turn it. <laughs> flick it. Yeah. Because like when you're that strong and you're invincible, you just hit people and they're like. Yeah. Uh, slap. That, that per- like if you hit just a little bit too hard, they're dead. Dead. <laughs> like he's just scrambling some heads. All right. Do you guys have moments of the week? Yes. So my moment of the week is uh, learning about the relationship between Shades and Comanche. Because I thought it was a really great bonding moment where they were just sitting there back to back with their guns in their hands, just talking. And then you find out that they were both in prison together and they had this relationship. And the reason that Comanche has been saying all these things to Shades and giving him so much shade is because they had a thing. And now Shades is with Mariah. And Mariah really has no feelings for Shade. And Shade just like is all latched onto Mariah. And and Comanche can see that. But Shades is blind. Yeah. (laughs) And that part was actually. He has his, you know, Shades on blinders. I don't know. I'm so sorry I cut that off. Mm -hmm. We're just trying to. (laughs) But no, it was actually like a super. I really liked it. Yeah. And it was sad. Like I actually felt bad for him. Because he was like, he kept putting it out there. He was like, no you know we were more like i was full in and mm-hmm. then shades were just like Mm-mm, man nope. that was like that was inside we're outside that was now prison. so and then he just had to go like back to the job like he threw it all out there and he was like all right we got this guy to protect now and it was just heartbreaking mm-hmm. <gasps> it was so sad that's so upsetting to me <laughs> i now <laughs> ship comanche and shades yeah. like so hard and we were i don't know <sighs> well luke cage is on netflix all the time you can watch it at any point but we are watching it week by week that's that's it, you guys. We made it through the shows. Whoa! We did it. Oh, thank you guys for sitting through me with that. I reverse uh-huh. all of my prepositions. Sometimes. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, guys, do you have a favorite website? I do. What would that be? I. Is it yourpopfilter.com? It actually That's is. Crazy. That's yeah. my favorite website. Or How did you know? I Because it's my favorite website. It has some really great oh. content on there. Yeah. It is. It, it's full of really great content. It's all of our podcasts that we have. It's also every now and then we have some articles and stuff and everything that you need to know about pop culture. That's what's at yourpopfilter.com. If you like to shop online, you can go to yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon and make that your Amazon bookmark. And that'll just look exactly like Amazon to you, but it'll help us out a little bit whenever you uh, buy stuff on Amazon. So take a little bit of money out of Jeff Bezos' pockets. Like, screw that guy. Hell yeah. Yeah, like resist. Hashtag resist. (laughs) Uh, And do that. It helps us out just a little bit because you're going to buy from Amazon anyway. We all know it. But if you're not, good on you. But if you do, and we advise that you do, and then use yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon. You can also go to youtube.com and search your pop filter and there's a bunch of little videos and clips and such on there that have uh, clips from this show combined with uh, a visual medium and those are actually really good there i love those definitely check those out because the pictures that get thrown up with them beautiful it adds a whole new element it really really creates another dimension to your storytelling and your (laughs) our our precious wonderful golden little boy greg he works very hard on those and they are wonderful. Don't tell him I said that. Actually do, because we're real close like that. And I want him to know <laughs> I want him to know and feel supported. 
If you want to hit us up on social media, you can hit us up at your pop filter on Twitter or facebook.com slash your pop filter. You can uh, tweet at us, uh, give us a little post, uh, give us a little likey or follow us. And we tweet out all kinds of stuff about stuff. Uh, you guys have a Twitter as well, right? We yeah. do. Yeah. That's uh, at unnatural twenties. You can follow us for all that good, good content. We will re- be retweeting every your pop pop filter thing that says something about venom eating someone. Ooh, okay. Boy. Yeah. Especially yes. ass. <laughs> that was a uh, that was a hot tweet. Hot tweet that came on. I was not expecting to see that at eight a.m. <laughs> but that it was, was made a, my day at eight a.m. So for really, sure, I retweeted that. So. Really woke me up. That was a good tweet. So uh, if you like good tweets like that, go to your pop filter on Twitter. If you want to hit us up on a more long form format you can contact us at contact at yourpopfilter.com as an email address if you want to explain to me what's going on with outcast and like let me know please do that email at contact at yourpopfilter.com and let me know what's happening on outcast so that i can understand because i want to like the show a lot but i don't so help us out there or if you think that winona earp is a stupid show you're wrong but we will read that email if you send it to us (laughs) Also, if you want to give uh, like a, a vehement like load of vitriol towards us over a vocal <sighs> medium, yes, that's <laughs> what I needed. Uh, I'm glad that not books is here. Non books, <laughs> tech deck. <laughs> yeah, tech deck. Uh, tech deck. So eloquently put it. If you want to give us a vocal medium, you can contact us at one five six two Doctor DJ Pop. That's one five six two D R D J P O P. He's a little robot associate. And he takes all of our messages for us. And if we like your message, or even if we don't like your message, honestly, if it's just real shitty and just full of garbage, we'll play it on the show or listen to it and relay to everyone what you told to us. He's a little robot, and one of his hands is a... Squirrel. And his other hand is a... Magic dust. And his foot is a... Orange peeler. And his other foot is a DVD copy of The Last Witch Hunter found for three seventy four dollars at a Walmart. <laughs> uh, that is all that we have for this week. I want to thank you guys again, the Unnatural 20s, for joining us. Oh, thanks for having thank us. Thank you. Yeah, thank We you love taking us. over your shows. Oh, it's, it's a lot of fun, mostly because I don't have to talk to the other guys. <laughs> uh, I highly advise everyone who liked this show to check out their podcast, The Unnatural 20s. It is a show. Give me a little pitch of your show. Uh, it's a show where four nerds get together, and we come together. We're trying to get through our 20s, but we're taking a little bit of a different path, so a natural path, and we're just trying to get through life one crit fail and one crit success at a time. Oh, that is such a good explanation of a podcast. Go check them out on everywhere you get your podcasts. They are wonderful podcasts, and we love listening to them and having them on our show. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, they cannot come back next week. Mm. We're going You're to have... going to kill us. <laughs> yes, I have to murder the unnatural 20s. No! And next week, the regular cast will be back, and we will be talking about Outcast. So maybe we'll finally understand what's going on in that show next week. But tune in to find out for Cassie. I'm Taylor for Taylor. I'm Caitlin for Caitlin. I'm McKenna for Caitlin and everybody. I'm the world, and we are Mike and Ryan and Greg and all of the little babies around the world. That's the show. Cut it off. Cut it off.